Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Morgan Curtis, founder of fashion brand Morgan Lane. We've reported on Glossy that lingerie and sleepwear are selling, but swimwear sales are at a halt. Because Morgan Lane specializes in these three categories, I wanted to ask Morgan whether her company has leaned into best bet products and what else it's doing to adjust to the current landscape. That's up next. Hey, Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. Tell me where you're calling from. I'm calling from my family's house out east in the Hamptons. Perfection. And how long have you been there? (laughs) I've been here since March 12th. And I came directly from Florida where I was supposed to be down for a wedding. And we had to come home early because of everything going on. So I haven't been in the office since beginning of March, maybe. Oh, my goodness. So yeah, nobody saw this coming. Of course. Tell me about your typically your office is based in New York City. Tell me about that. Tell me about your team. Uh, What's all going on in New New York in terms of your your company and operations? Usually, we have had a really awesome, crazy year before this happened. Um, We just moved into a brand new office which we were so excited about in February, actually. We were still unpacking um, when all this happened. And we're a really close group of girls, all-female team. Um, There's five of us. And then we have a few freelance workers um, that work with us from week to week. And we're all really close. We call each other the Laney team. (laughs) Um, So this has been an experience for us all to go through together. Yes. So are they kind of dispersed throughout the country? Maybe some of them went home uh, with their families or uh, are you guys just communicating on Zoom? What's happening with the team? Yes, everybody is home. Um, Only one of them actually lives in New York City. So they are all dispersed around the world, um, all in the U.S. though. And they our home with their dogs, with their parents, some of them. Um, And we have a meeting every single day on Zoom, started out on FaceTime, and then we transferred to Zoom. As I was kind of mentioning, I'm very new to all of this Zoom and calls and being on my phone all the time. Um, So this (laughs) has been quite an experience for me. Totally. Have they uh, pivoted roles? I know that a lot of um, companies are really putting more emphasis, more energy into uh, social media content and engaging um, on various platforms. Um, Have any of them pivoted? Maybe people that were more so focused on uh, some of those wholesale partnerships and um, I guess fulfillment, things like that. Um, Talk to me about those changing roles. Well, in our office, we all always communicate about everyone's position. We really kind of overlap with what everybody's doing individually. Um, But we do definitely start off each call with just kind of a recap on what the updates are in the world and what's going on, what news everybody's heard. Um, And then we right off the bat talk about what ideas people have for engaging with our community and um, working with stuff for social media. We've gotten the whole Laney team very involved, um, even including Savannah from my PR team um, to 
introduce them actually. That's kind of how we kicked everything off. Um, we did a little profile on work from home routine of each employee. Um, and then everyone's kind of been chipping in, filming their cooking sessions, filming their workout sessions. Um, one of my employees is really amazing at taking care of plants. She definitely has the green thumb. Um, <laughs> so she has a whole plant area in her apartment and she did a whole special on how to take care of them in the best way. Um, and I kind of looked at it as an opportunity for our followers to really get to know each of the girls. So that's been kind of fun in this whole process. Yeah, I'm sure it's such a balancing act between, you know, getting out more social content, maybe showing product without feeling like you're you're pushing product in this time. Uh, I think that's really interesting. I know like uh, Mark Jacobs, he's really, he's been using that work from home fits, that kind of hashtag and showing his, his employees uh, wearing the clothes at home, uh, you know, in this new, their new office, I guess. But yeah, do you, would you consider that kind of um, putting them, are they kind of supplementing your influencers? Are you still working with influencers? Will you continue to kind of show them uh, front and center? Well, we are very lucky to be in the category that we're in. Um, everybody wants to update their work from home outfit right now, and they want luxury loungewear, which is great for us. Um, we've had a ton of requests from influencers that we communicate with on a weekly basis to ones that we've never been in contact with. Um, and we're really trying to accommodate anybody that wants to work with us. And um, we've had a promo code going on this whole time um, that we're going to continue until hopefully this ends one day to try to expand the range of who could by Morgan Lane right now. We also have our first online virtual sample sale ever yes. going on, um, where some of the proceeds are going to Feeding America. And those prices are insane. You can get a silk pajama top for $70. Awesome. Um, and we've also allowed all of our employees to pick out some things as well um, because we obviously want them wearing Morgan Lane too. And some of them have been doing some TikTok videos in our pajamas, which have been super cute. Um, Fun. As well as some of the influencers and celebrities that have reached out to us, they are also posting our pajamas and showing us their work from home routine. So that's been really exciting to see. Awesome. Uh, prior to all of this, were you more so, uh, you know, paying influencers was kind of gifting always, always your thing? Or how would you describe how that's changed? We have never paid an influencer before. We are a small business. We try to do everything organically. Um, and we have our our Laney girls that have been supporting and following the brand since the beginning, and we've been lucky to have that relationship with them. Um, I think it's really important, obviously, to expand your outreach and get more people involved in the Laney girl team. Um, but I think it's 
just as important to keep up the relationships with, you know, who's been there from the beginning and always introduce them to the new drop that's coming out and definitely support them in a time like this and send them pajamas for working from home and um, being with their families right now. Yeah. So that's kind of been our strategy. Totally. Now your first private sale online, you're doing this promo code. Uh, What's been your approach to sales? You said you've never done, I guess, an online uh, sample sale, private sale. Um, Was that kind of the the strategy to do something that um, read as very special um, and that, you know, out of the out of the ordinary or or something you would not normally do um, in order to, you know, like every luxury brand says to avoid diluting the brand or to avoid uh, getting the customer to expect this? I mean, right now everybody's doing a sale, but what was your approach uh, to date and how did you choose to kind of tackle that um, right now? I think a lot of things are out of reach for customers right now, literally. Um, Yeah. So we really wanted to shorten the gap and make everything very accessible to as many people as we can. Um, And we wanted to do it in a fun way. So I think introducing the virtual sample sale is, um, is fun because it's like you can throw a lot of things in your cart and really shop for bigger quantities at at one time. Um, but know that, you know, it's going to expire at some point, um, as well as doing different things on our Instagram that have been giving away monetary amounts and special codes to people that participate. Um, So that's another strategy of ours. We've done a Morgan Lane crossword puzzle and each winner gets $25 towards the site that fills out the crossword. Um, For another way of donating, we've posted um, the value of a sleeping mask, for example. And if somebody donates the value, let's say $70 and screenshots their receipt for the donation, then they get the mask. Um, So instead of just donating a percentage of sales. We're also letting our customer know that they donated the actual amount that the, um, yeah, for the price of the mask. And we've been doing quizzes and all sorts of different things to involve our community and our new sales strategy. That sounds great. Uh, I saw that crossword on your Instagram. I also saw uh, you you posting like a how to. I think it was maybe on how to to wash um, to wash your the lingerie or the pieces. Um, are you more so um, having? Are you trying to have more FaceTime um, on on your social accounts? At, has that always been a strategy, or is this has this been ramped up recently? I definitely am looking at this as an opportunity to have more FaceTime on my Instagram. I always want to, and I just never have the time to do these kinds of tutorials and to connect with my followers in that way. Um, So, I mean, this whole pandemic has turned me into a total clean freak, (laughs) um, a puzzle master, (laughs) a full-time babysitter for my new five-month-old little baby girl. Yeah. And um, a very short distance runner, (laughs) (laughs) among other things that I don't normally do. So um, I think this is 
an opportunity to share that. And the Laundress products that you saw in my tutorial are my favorite products, especially to wash Morgan Lane. That's one of our biggest questions that our customers ask us is, how do I wash this silk? I don't want to dry clean it. Um, so I thought it was a perfect opportunity to show them. Definitely. Talk to me about uh, your sales strategy today, the channels that you've relied on. Uh, I don't believe you have your own brick and mortar, but definitely uh, a lot of retail partners, some of the majors like Saks and Neiman. Um, was that kind of the first uh, effect that you felt when those stores closed? Um, or maybe did it date all the way back to uh like maybe you had materials coming from China or um, Italy or some of those like international uh, when they when they when coronavirus hit those uh, markets did you feel that or was the first uh, kind of effect for you that the wholesale partners? Um, no, the first effect was definitely the production line. We have things produced all over the world. Um, actually, the stuff in China wasn't really delayed. They're fully back up and running somehow. Um, they had this happen for the most part as an extension of their Chinese New Year. So we always plan for that gap. Um, and that was luckily not so affected. Um, what is has been affected is unfortunately our swimwear that's produced in Portugal. Um, that was supposed to be delivered in March. And now we're looking at hopefully June. It was, you know, midway on the sewing machine. So um, I'm hoping that that eventually reaches New York. Um, but yes, our wholesale stores obviously have been seriously, seriously affected. Um, one of the biggest things that happened, and I know that this happened with a lot of other fashion brands, is um, the fall collection basically being canceled. Um, we're lucky enough that we could move styles into other seasons since it's kind of with sleepwear timing isn't, isn't everything. I mean, everything we make is kind of timeless. Yep. Um, so that was essentially fine. I think that this whole thing is actually giving designers a little bit of a break from the crazy fashion calendar and um, using that season to sort of catch up with everything in a way, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we also have a really big core line, so it's it's relatively easier for us to um, replenish that on a different kind of calendar and work with our stores to kind of keep that in motion and you know not be sending returns back, not be marking it down. Yeah. Um, so that really unifies us across all of our points of distribution. Okay, great. So uh, walk me through it. So March, uh, what was March or what was to be distributed or I guess uh, be on sale in, in March, that was a summer collection. Now you're looking at it dropping in June. Talk to me about why, why fall was canceled exactly. Fall orders um, for the most part were being received in February. Yes. And for stores that are getting their budgets canceled because they can't be selling right now, their first thing that they're going to cancel is fall because they know that it's not in production yet. Um, so they reached out to us and I've heard this from many other people um, to just let's, let's cancel that delivery. Let's move on with holiday. And um, there's going to be a big gap 
between probably like June and, and October where there isn't that much newness, at least in the um, retail world yes. from, from everyone. What the heck's going to be at the store? <laughs> if it's open, <laughs> like, yeah, it's really weird and concerning. Um, we shall see. <laughs> That's why I think right now is a really important time to focus on your core collection and um, the classics that people keep coming back for and um, that don't really have an expiration date because there's going to be a huge sales period when everything opens back up. I mean, everybody's just going to be trying to get rid of inventory in whatever way they can. Totally. Were orders that were already uh, placed by retailers uh, canceled? I've been hearing that uh, they're not accepting merchandise, any of these retailers. And um, anyway, brands are just sucking it up, maybe putting it on sale on their own sites. Is that what happened with you and that kind of drove the sale? Well, our timing um, kind of worked out because we had already shipped everything for spring and in, in early February, late January. Um, we really try to hit that Valentine's day selling period. So oh, our calendar might be a little bit earlier than some of the other kind of real fashion ready to wear brands. Um, but the next delivery is mother's day, May, um, so those have been pushed out. We've been told by stores to hold off on sending any deliveries until we have their approval, but they have not been canceled. Um, so that's good news. And I think that what they're doing is kind of like making every season become the next season. So pre-fall is going to become fall and fall is going to become holiday. And um, that's how they're looking at the calendar. Yeah. Has this changed your uh, perception about um, any kind of reliance on retail partners? Have you already been moving toward a more of a direct-to-consumer model, or has this maybe expedited that process, if so? Or um, what are your thoughts? We rely heavily on DTC. Our website is um, almost half of our business, actually. And we work with a lot of dropship partners that are still up and running. And um, I think that's a really great way for the brand to have exposure. And um, Farfetch, for example, is one of our biggest partners. We just signed on with a really cool new dropship partner called Olive Law, which for the entire year, no matter what's going on, obviously now they're um, charities are focused on COVID, but before that, um, they work with all different kinds of charities and it's really interesting. A percentage of the sales always gets donated. Um, and we have about eight or nine other dropship partners. So that's, that's what we really we're working with right now, our website and, and those, those partners. That's awesome. And more so it's safeguarding, uh, I guess, a back and forth of, of product, it kind of puts more control in your hands. Is that how you would describe it? Yes. Um, we kind of decide what products go on their website. We approve the images. We share promotions with them um, and sometimes make exclusive items for them. Um, one of our newest partners, Masonette, has an adorable website and they've been selling really well um, because everyone's spending so much time with their kids. Um, and we have our mini by Morgan Lane line of pajamas. Yes. But I think 
the most important thing right now is to just keep the lines of communication open. Um, we continue to reach out to our wholesale partners and let them know that our factory is open, our warehouse is still able to ship at the moment. So if they are open and they need some kind of newness because other orders fell out, then we're prepared to do that um, and just really let them know about any delivery changes and, and what's going on. Um, because if you just kind of let it fly and, and don't tell them what's happening, then you can miss out on opportunities and also damage the relationship that you have with them. Totally. Have you also found that it's been um, more important or has your customer been demanding more communication? I know that you don't have stores and typically, you know, we got that email from every brand like we're, we're cleaning our stores. We're we're looking out for the safety of our customers. And it was in relation to their stores. But um, have you kind of had to do a lot of um, kind of official statements to your customer about how you're handling this or what's been your take on that? Um, definitely. I sent out a letter directly from me at the beginning of all of this. Um, and I continue to stay on every email, even with customer service. Um, we have a live chat 24 hours on our website. And surprisingly, we haven't gotten that many questions about any kind of like health or safety risks with what's going on. It's it's more that um, I think people just have the time on our website to be asking lots of questions, again, about what I said before, how to wash it, um, what size they should buy. That's the most common question. Um, but more so, I think we've been getting way more DMs than normal. Okay. Um, not even just with questions, but with comments about things that we've been posting. I think... Um, our interaction with our, our followers has gone way up and that's definitely a good thing for the brand. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned some of your um, employees were uh, dabbling um, on TikTok and um, I know you've done more so, like you said, with Instagram uh, live or video. Uh, what el where else have you been dabbling or uh, just what have you been testing out uh, in this new time? Um. Well, TikTok was definitely a new thing for us. And I got my whole family to do a video in our pajamas because I also have one unisex pajama, the Tommy PJ. So my <laughs> husband was wearing it. Um, and that, that was really fun. I've been working with different people I know in the industry to hopefully be able to profile them. We've been talking to friends of mine that their businesses have been affected by this and kind of seeing what their reaction to it is. Um, my friend who owns pop-up florist helped me with a really cute Easter egg tutorial yesterday. Um, and we really want to just feature ourselves, feature our customers and feature, feature the people that really follow the brand the most um, and build our community. So We've been coming up with new ideas, honestly, every day, but um, the newest one we're going to be doing is bingo. Oh. Next <laughs> week. Um, and then we've been doing kind of like how well you know the Morgan Lane brand, um, not just to test our followers, but also just to, if they don't know the answers, show them um, what the answers are so they 
they understand the history behind it because there really is a story to it and a lot of people aren't aware of it. And I think it's really interesting. And is tell me again, is it on Instagram and then they maybe DM the answer or how does that work? Or like even the bingo, how does that work? Um, well, with the quiz, there's like an app in Instagram story that you could do multiple choice questions. Oh, yep. Yeah. Actually, one of the funniest ones that I saw was um, <laughs> one of the questions was, who is the founder of Morgan Lane? And there was my name, Morgan Curtis. And then we joked around and the three other options were Morgan Stanley, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and Morgan Stewart. You would be surprised how many people chose Morgan Freeman. I was like, <laughs> are they just, I don't know, maybe they're just clicking too quickly or I was dying when I saw that. It was so funny. They just recognized it. They, it didn't connect. <laughs> they're like, oh, yes, Morgan Freeman. He designs women la- women's lingerie for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hilarious. Did uh, What are you finding that's resonating? Are you finding um, you're seeing some good traction on TikTok? I know a lot of uh, luxury brands. There's the question, is the luxury shopper even there? Like, But again, that's all changed in the last couple of weeks. Um, what, what, Why TikTok? We're really at the early stages of that. Um, but Actually, our pajamas were just worn by Anna Kendrick in the new Trolls music video, um, which couldn't have come at a better time because it actually features her dancing around her house, going into the refrigerator, just basically having a party with herself in her pajamas in her her (laughs) home. Um, And I think that that is the perfect basis um, for TikTok for us to kind of show what to do in those videos. And um, that's that's what we've been recording. We haven't released them all yet, though. We're in the very early stages. We're a little bit behind on the TikTok trend. Oh, my gosh. Well, I would hope you would do the side-by-side with Anna Kendrick, and then you do the dance. <laughs> it sounds perfect, for sure. Yeah. So is there any truth to, uh, you know, what is selling right now? Sleepwear, lingerie. You also do swimwear and kids. Um, you said kids is doing you know, better. Um, what what are people buying? Obviously, there's a drop across the board. But if you had to say maybe one category is doing better than another. Our silk pajamas are definitely doing the best. Um, I think a lot of people can wear them in a Zoom call on top, even if their pants are different, um, because they do pass for blouses and, and tops. Um, also we've been doing really, really, really well with the mini by Morgan Lane Jersey line. Um, I think that with mother's day coming up, people are probably going to be putting a little bit more thought into their gifts, um, and maybe shopping for mother's day a little bit earlier. And the mommy and me is one of our most popular things for mother's day. Oh, perfect. Um, We also are introducing this week, um, embroidery is a huge part of our DTC business and we have a very cool customization module on our website um, where you can do obviously a name, but you could also do patches, frames, and you can do any color you want. It's really fun. Um, So since our embroidery facility is not open at the moment, we're working with a hand embroiderer that's going to do it all from home and videotape it. Um, and it's going to focus a lot on supporting a small business 
working from home, kind of make it do it yourself, arts and crafts, um, to show our customers that, you know, someone actually sewed this and made this personalized for you. Um, so I'm really excited to get that going for Mother's Day. And um, the whole gifting element in general is is really important right now. You know, there's a lot of events that people were depending on that are getting canceled, birthdays, weddings, yes. bachelorette parties. Um, and there's been an enormous amount of um, gift notes being sent through our website. We have really adorable packaging. So I think a lot of people have been sending the pajama tops as gifts as well. Oh, perfect. That makes sense. Do you think that uh, maybe maybe prior to these four weeks, um, your projections for the year for 2020, how would you say um, that's changed, you know, so quick in the last four weeks? What are your predictions for this year? Um, A lot of folks are telling me they're just kind of uh, getting through the year and then they'll, you know, (laughs) um, come up with some new goals for 2021 and really tackle maybe the goals that they had planned for the next 12 months then. Um, What's your take? Um, I think it's a really hard time to onboard any new stores. And that's kind of unfortunate because we do have some new product lines and things that we were introducing collaborations coming up um, that we are going to present at market in Paris and um, in June. And obviously that's canceled. So I think it's going to be really important to maintain and focus on the store relationships that you have existing right now. Um, We do usually bring on some new lines of distribution every year. So that's going to be unfortunate that we're probably not going to be able to bring on any new stores, at least right now. Um, Some of the new stores that we did have that we're kind of launching for this spring. Um, For example, one of them is an online store that's now not able to photograph anything and um, they're going to have to use some images that we provide. So I feel like it's kind of going to be a team effort in um, working with them. Um, The other biggest loss is definitely, like I said, getting that whole season wiped out because we rely on the revenue of each delivery. Um, so what we're going to work on instead is seeing what's selling on our website and looking at our business model and trying to, um, potentially order more into the stuff that's selling really well right now and try to flush out anything that's, that's old and repetitive and maybe, you know, clean up the website, um, and get it really, really ready for hopefully a lot of shopping that's going to be going on in the next few months. (laughs) Revenge Um, shopping. That's what I hear. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the silver lining in all of this from a business uh, perspective is that we are in the loungewear business and our website has been doing really well. I mean, March is usually kind of a slow month compared to the rest of the year. And it was actually one of our best months so far. Um, So I hope that the online sales continue to rise and um, that maybe that will be able to balance out any losses from our wholesale revenue. Yeah. If things kind of go on as is, um, 
you can you pretty much you can write it out just in terms of you know your own sales um in terms of how your own own sales are going or what, what do you, how long do you foresee maybe before you have to make further cuts or further changes to the business um i mean i'm hoping i don't have to do any anything like that um what we've been trying to do is make our website better than it was before. We've brought on um, a new web development team, a new digital strategist, and we've really, really been putting any money that we have into making that customer experience the best one they could possibly have and working on um, building our community because that's that's what we're going to have to rely on probably for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, we also basically have, you know, a really small team, like I said. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of everybody pitching in and, you know, doing multiple jobs in contrast to what they were doing before. Maybe the production person's working on helping me with some of the orders or, um, Obviously, the person that works with e-com is going to have the most work at the moment. Maybe other people from the team are helping her. Yeah. And uh, from a press perspective, um, that's all anybody's writing about right now, which which is good. Yep. Um, what pajamas people should be wearing at home. Um, so that's been really, really good for us. And I think we just have to keep that momentum going and think of new, new ways to say it um, because obviously that's going to get tired at some point. Um, So our next big shift is definitely going to be into Mother's Day. Perfect. And then last question, would you say, um, what's been your, your approach to, to fundraising, to kind of um, prioritizing profitability? Obviously uh, you have uh, less overhead than some in that you don't have these like leases, you don't have a huge staff. Uh, what's been, I guess, what's best, what's positioned you or mm, I feel like you're in a good position now compared to some others I've talked to. Um, what, what do you owe that to? And again, yeah. What's been your approach to fundraising? We definitely do have, um, a low overhead with such a small team and yes, that's been good. Um, but we were deeply affected by the wholesale portion of everything that's going on. So I was able to apply for a lot of different loans that are out there and grants that are out there right now. Um, I'm hopefully going to be working with um, some smaller fund opportunities like I fund women, crowdfunding options, um, trying to get involved in a common thread, which the CFDA and Vogue have put together for smaller brand designers. Um, I did this CFDA Vogue fashion fund in 2016. And basically instead of doing that this year, they've, they put together this fund, which is really amazing. And I hope people continue to donate to it. I think they've raised 3 million so far, um, which is really exciting. Definitely. I think you just have to really stay on top of all the options that are out there for you because people are really trying to help. And um, it's it's such a unique opportunity to see the entire world experiencing something at one time um, and it affecting everyone everywhere. So 
things are changing every day. It's a job in itself to stay on top of it all, but I, I hope that I can. And um, in terms of fundraising, that's all I can really do at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then la- uh, this really last question. Um, I was going to ask you about the CFDA and your um, the role that you, you, I feel like you're very uh, connected just in terms of going through the fashion fund and all of that. Do you feel like they have a responsibility? I mean, have there are they're stepping up now um are designers really looking to them for guidance and because yeah everybody's kind of got their hands up in the air in terms of what to do definitely um that has been a huge help that was a huge change in my business when I did that that's when I got a lot of the new um stores especially the department stores that I started selling to and I think one of the most important things for them is the accessibility and keeping their website and everything that they're doing relevant. Um, And I actually had a call with Stephen Kolb when all of this happened. I I originally had the call scheduled just to kind of catch up on things. And then I was like, should I keep the call? I don't want to, you know, I'm sure he's super overwhelmed right now. Um, (laughs) But actually he was happy to take it. And uh, that, you know, made me feel really good. And, um, I think, I think that they're so important right now because fashion is going to change so much and it's kind of up to them and, um, Vogue and the rest of the editorial world to kind of show what they think is going to happen. And, um, there's a lot going on that you can watch and listen to and, Uh, I think it's really great that they're doing this right now. I agree. Well, Morgan, we are so out of time, (laughs) but thank you so much for your time today and for being so open and honest. This was great. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode, which was produced by Pierre Bienname. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Don't forget that we're offering Glossy Podcast listeners 20% off an annual Glossy Plus membership, giving you unlimited access to fashion and beauty stories. Use the code podcast at checkout. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week.